I want to take just a few moments and talk about one last carol that we've been talking about for the last two or three weeks. And the carol is simply, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. This is a song that was written back in the 8th and 12th century, somewhere in between that. And what would happen is they would say certain words before they would read or sing one of the psalms that always started with O. So, O come, O come, Emmanuel. And as we understand, I think most of us know, this word, Emmanuel, simply means God with us. Pretty simple. I want you to know this morning, my points, when you look at them, they're not real deep. Okay, so don't go, ooh, you know, type thing. They're not that deep. Because it's basically God is, God was, God will be. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Who has ever prayed in your prayers, God be with me? And it's not selfish. It's not a bad thing to do that. I've done it several times when I'm on my way to the hospital in the middle of the night, going to a tragedy, somebody killed in an accident. I remember one time I was going to Bloomington Hospital. The police had actually called me that if somebody's family member from our church was actually stabbed to death. I didn't know what words to say, and I'm just saying, God, be with me. You know, it's not a bad thing. But what does it mean, anyway, for God to be with us? Does it mean when we're going shopping at the mall that God gives us the good parking spot so we can walk around the mall all day? Or maybe you're going on that blind date, and you just hope he's not that psycho dude or girl. It could be both, you know, as you go on it. Or maybe as the kids have gotten through the final exams, you said, God, be with me when I take this test. And God said, you should have studied it in the first place. Yeah, see, I got some agreeing with me on that. That's about the way it goes. So what does it mean? What does Matthew one twenty one, which we read earlier, really mean? Matthew's writing to a Jude- Jewish audience. This audience has been waiting for the Messiah, the Savior, to come. In fact, he skips the whole manger scene of what's going on, and he says she will give birth to a son, and we've already read that, and we understand that. But that prophet that they're talking about is Isaiah in the Old Testament, Isaiah seven fourteen. that for some 740 years prior to the birth of Jesus, and this shows us how big God is. So now over seven centuries before the event, the prophecy is given, and verse 23 says the virgin will be with child. And it says, and we'll give, him the, we'll be, give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now understand when Matthew says this to the people he's reading it to, it's earth-shattering. Because remember, this is something they've been waiting for and expecting. Everyone listening would have known that they were now going to be able to look upon a God who they could never see before. Then even it said Moses had to turn away and shut his eyes when God passed by. Even in the Old Testament, remember, only the priests could go into the Holy of Holies in the presence of God. And when they did, they had to tie a rope around their waist in case they died and they could be pulled back out. That this is a God they were going to now get to see. And now, Matthew suddenly says, he is with us. That God is with us. So the question is, what sent the shepherds back to the fields rejoicing? What caused the wise men to fall on their knees and worship this Jesus? It's a simple fact. That God is not a God who is a faraway God, who is this distant God, who is this uninvolved creator of the earth that just simply watches over us, but now he was a God who was with us. 
God in the flesh. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word of God became flesh, and it dwelt among us. It is now with us. And again, Matthew suddenly says, God is with you. He said God was with you, and he says God will be with us. And for some of us here this morning, I understand it could be hard to believe that God is truly with us. And maybe somebody sitting here this morning is probably saying, I just don't really believe it. Maybe some of us don't feel that presence among us. Maybe it's because of the trials we're going through. Maybe it's because of some of the things we're ashamed of that we've done. And sometimes Christmas can be that great magnifier of things in our life. Some good things, but also some very painful things. So my goal today in just a few moments, I just want to be able to tell you, before you leave here today, I want you to know without a doubt that God is with us. Emmanuel, God with us. So the first thing under God with us is simply this. God is with you. Please understand that. Because it says in verse 23, Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then in Luke 1, 28, Luke says, The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And maybe you don't see him now. Even though we're going through a storm in our life, we're going through trials in our life, things we don't understand, but understand, even in those storms of life, Jesus is in that storm. Somebody said it's better to be in a storm with Jesus than anywhere else without him. And I agree with that. I would rather be in a storm with Jesus, with all the waves and all the wind and all the things going on, than being on a smooth lake or a nice beach without him because it's better. When you are lost and don't know where you're going, he is our guide. When we are hurting and we are alone, he is our friend. When we are in the middle of those trials, he is our comforter. When we are weak, he is our strength. And when we are lost in our sin, he is our savior. God is with us. The second one is this, God was with you. He always has been with us. And it says in your outline simply this, sometimes it's easier to see his presence in the rearview mirror than in the present. Because sometimes it's easier to look back in our life, and even though we've had trials, we've had situations, we've gone through things, and we're in the present day today, and we look back and we say, oh yeah, God was there the whole time. But sometimes it's hard to see him in the present day. Remember back in the Old Testament, Joseph at one time was a little boy with big dreams. And he said, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to be a king. And his brothers kind of resented that. So they beat him and threw him in a pit, sold him into slavery. But he still lived with integrity. He was falsely accused. All those things happened. And you look at it from a distance, from one aspect, and you say, where was God in all that? Where was God in Joseph's life when he was going through all those things, all those trials? And it's not hard to say now as we look at the story that we know God was in the background the whole time working in Joseph's life. Because in Genesis 39, 21 says, but the Lord was with Joseph, was with him. Folks, sometimes we need to look back and remember all the times God was truly with us. We need to remember those things. I think those are gifts. Those are snapshots of what God has done for us, and it should help us in everything that we do in our life. 
But the third thing I want you to see this morning is this, that God will be with you. That God will be with us. No matter what we're going through, God will be with us. I mean, look ahead. Look into the future of what's going on in your life. I mean, what could happen? I mean, if we could see the future, if that was possible, I think if we could see what was going to happen, most of us would probably freak out a little bit. I mean, truthfully. I mean, what could happen? Well, the future could tell us, well, we're going to get cancer. We're going to have issues with our family. Our jobs could have issues. You know, all those different things in life happen. But I want you to see this morning how Mary understood this. God was with her. That God was with her, will be with her, and all those things. Just, just look, at, look at it from Mary's view. I think Mary could have easily said, God will be with me when I, con- when I concede by the Holy Spirit And God will be with me when I tell Joseph. And God will be with Joseph when God tells him in a dream that, hey, this is cool. This happened. You can take Mary as your wife. Mary would have said, God was with us when we traveled 100 miles on a donkey. God was with us when there was no room in the inn. But I think she would also say, God will be with us when I give birth to a son in a stable, in a manger, next to the animals. I think Mary would say God will be with us when we will be running trying to save our son's life. And God will be with us when he was 12 years old and we couldn't find Jesus. And he was in the temple and questions were being asked of him and he was answering questions and he was teaching them. And he said, but I had to be about my father's business. I think Mary would say God was with us when Jesus was at that wedding feast. And the first miracle when he turned water into wine. But I also think Mary would say, God was with me when I watched as my son was falsely accused and persecuted. Mary would have said, God was with me when I watched my son suffer on the cross, brutally abused by sinners he was dying for. And she would say, God was with me when he looked up to heaven and said, it is finished, and said, into your hands I commit my spirit. When the earth went dark, he was with me. And God was with me when I waited that first night and that second night. And God was with me on that third day when I woke up and Jesus had risen and the stone had rolled away and he was not there because he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. God who was with us and we are going through this whole idea and he is a God who will be with us no matter what. One word, Emmanuel, simply means God with us, has always been with us, who is with us today, who will be with us tomorrow. Paul said it this way. He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who's going to be able to take us away from this Emmanuel idea that God is with us? And Paul says, shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Paul says, no way. He said, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Paul says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of Christ that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God with us. 
Folks, understand this morning, nothing can separate us. Nothing. There's not a doubt in this world that can separate us from the love of Christ. There's not a mistake that we can make in this world that can separate us from the love of Christ. There's not a disappointment. There's not a failure. There's not a sin that can separate us from the love of Christ. Because God loves us. He has always loved us. He will love us. And he'll love us in the future. Now, we'll give a disclaimer. That there's one thing the Bible says that can separate us from that is, is if we deny there is a Christ. Okay? That's our choice. That's not God's choice. You see, he will never leave us, never forsake us. We will never be alone. Even David in the Old Testament, in Psalms 23, he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shower of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. For you are Emmanuel, God with us. See, understand, he is, he was, he will be. And I want to close with this question. The real question that we need to ask this morning is not the fact of, is Jesus with us? If God is truly Emmanuel, because he is. It's a given thing. The real question I wanted to ask you this morning is simply this. Are you with God? Are we with him? You see, God can give us the greatest gift given to us. We celebrate that this Tuesday. We celebrate the fact that Christ gave us his son to be born for us, to die for us. He gave us Emmanuel, that God with us. But the question is, are we really, truly with him? Again, not hard points, not deep points, but a deep question. And that's what I want to leave with you this morning, this Christmas season, just to reflect upon, just to think about, just to allow it to sink into our hearts and our minds, and we truly ask ourselves, are we truly with God?